You're home for the stuff you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, I'm Fish. And I remain Steve. And this remains the Ear Spoon. And uh, a special section of the Ear Spoon that we like to do that we dedicate to the state that uh, we operate out of mm-hmm. called Vermontitude, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of brings us to what our subject matter is for the day. And what would that be, Fish? That would be talking with Christine Halquist. Yes. All right. And we're Democratic f- uh, candidate for governor here right. in Vermont. And, uh, and Vermont's uh, another list of firsts. And I'll, I'll run through those first with Christine, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, did like, did you know that the first actually fully mechanical and operating ski lift was right out of here out of Vermont, which makes sense. I did not know that. You did not know that? I did not know that. Did you know that uh, we were the first to abolish slavery in 1777? I did know that. All right. See? I mean, yeah. And you can see the correlation between the ski lift and... No. All right. There was and a, also the first yeah. hour and a half jam band tune uh, of all time, longest of all time. I'm making a fish joke. Oh, fish. yeah. Fish. Fish joke. Fish it joke doesn't translate unless you write it down. I was uh, having a long conversation. If we can just uh, start Segment. to talk about um, a fish. So by, back in college, and I went to school here in the Green Mountain State, Sorry. and uh, we did a, an Oktoberfest weekend. And on the on that Oktoberfest weekend, we hired for Friday Night Entertainment the whole 50s band Danny and the Juniors. Oh, no and kidding. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of Philly, guys from Philadelphia in sharkskin suits. It was awesome. <laughs> um, and then uh, the next day, we had this day-long kind of uh, thing, which, which melted into the night, which featured um, uh, two reggae bands, uh, one big name at the time, which was Lamb's Bread. Don't know them. And uh, Fair I, enough. I don't think they're around anymore. Another uh-huh. one, which was named UB40. No, you never did. I just, it gets better. Wow. And then uh, we hired a, a, a nighttime closeout band called Max Creek, which was a Grateful <laughs> Dead cover band. Sure, I know. Right? Yeah, or yeah. just kind of a their own jam band. And then um, these guys who were circulating this tape around and just grabbing all the gigs they could. No. Fish. Wow. Yeah. That worked out for them. That, was, that was our October first weekend. So, and at the time, um, Fish and UB40 were just—they were doing their thing, but they mm-hmm. weren't doing their thing the way they're doing it now. Well, sure. UB40, I don't think is doing anything anymore. I'm not sure. So, uh, and I don't know what Christine Halquest was doing at that point in time. Don't uh, know. This is back in the '80s, and uh, I think uh, she is in her early 60s, I believe. So, yep. 62, 62, mm-hmm. and um, and she is the first transgendered. A uh, person to win a the right to run as governor of a state mm. is that what you would say? Uh, she, well, she won the primary. She's first first official partied candidate, uh, a, a trans uh, person running for governor, is my understanding. Okay, and again, you know, the, well, phrasing matters, and I think we're all learning. Those of us who choose to ally with uh, people <laughs> that are living. Yeah, let's say small subgroups of people. Mm-hmm. I think the world is changing, and I think you know finding out how to use proper language with people too is also a big piece of it, and right. letting them tell us what works for them. So, and I think we're going to sort of. I mean, we, there's no getting around it. You have to ask the question because it's mm-hmm. an obvious question, you know. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, we'll handle that with a certain amount of sensitivity. But uh, we really just kind of want to do what we say we do. It's just like I don't care what the optics are. What are you going to do for the state of Vermont? Pretty much, yeah. And I, I think, again, as we talk about uh, politics and politicians, talking about policy and law matters a lot. Mm-hmm. But getting at character, getting at judgment, getting at who you are as a person, I think, is for many people, certainly in the voting booth, a critical, if not the critical piece about whether or not you cast their vote. Right. You, you know, so I think getting at uh, the personhood of, a, of someone running for an important office like this uh, is sort of essential. Right. And, of course, she's going to be running against a, a two-year incumbent Yeah. in, uh, in Phil Scott. Yeah. And uh, who has managed in his uh, short tenure as governor to kind of even tick off his own base a little bit. Well, that's a funny thing. I wouldn't even say funny, but Phil Scott signed into legislation some relatively, in my view, mild gun laws. Mm-hmm. And the party of the right, or the right side of the spectrum, kind of lost their minds a in many little ways, bit. You know, like, yeah. Because you can't have any. And, like, you look at it, and, and again, no matter where you are on the spectrum, and, and I know many gun owners where this is true, is like, not that big a deal, kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're not coming for your guns. They this really is pretty are. standard you know, stuff. Just, we've been uh, we're we're over two hundred years old, and nobody yeah. has successfully taken anybody's guns away from them. Yeah, go figure. So we need to kind of get. I past still think that, that Obama guy is going to come start. Yeah, taking, I just yeah. I just have yeah. this feeling because just all you have to do is you ask him where where why wasn't he in the office on nine eleven? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see that video? Yes, I yeah, have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're going to get into the uh, interview with uh, Christine Halkos. We're looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. Uh, but first, we have to thank our sponsors, Mocha Joe's Coffee and thanks, Series, Joe's. Series Natural Remedies. Thanks, Series Natural Remedies. And thanks so much for sponsoring our podcast. And here we go. All right. So uh, on the other side, we'll have Christine Hallquist. Hooray. More at One of our favorite things to do while we're doing the podcast, mm-hmm. drink Mocha Joe's Coffee. We really need to get a sound effects library. <laughs> All right, but that was inadequate, but it was real. It was real. Authentic. And, and Mocha Joe's uh, has, has started here in our little hamlet of Brattleboro, Vermont in yes. the late 80s and yes. has boomed. And they uh, they do all kinds of great uh, products and have swag. You can go to their website, mochajoes.com, yeah. order coffee by the pound. Uh, and we uh, we eat it by the pound here. We do. I don't. I prefer just to eat the beans straight. Straight. No, a crunchy, not a little true. bit. One of my favorite things about Mocha Joe's mm. is the fact that they support the the farmer. Yeah, you know they really do. They have the fair trade coffees that they they go after all the time. They're constantly uh, traveling around and yeah. And I got to say that I mean that's one of the first places I ever heard of the term fair trade. When I first got here twenty years ago, they were talking about this well before I think a lot of other people. And certainly it's now quite a thing. But being hip to how you supply your people and your your customers and caring at all and also, I mean, it ultimately winds up being a good economic choice, but they're just, it's the rightest thing to do. And, and, and farmers get kind of screwed, and Mocha Joe's makes sure that they don't. That's right. And it's one of the reasons why uh, we just love having them as part of the podcast and uh, hope to have them for years to come. Amen. So go check it out, mochajoes.com. If you live uh, here locally, of course, you just stop down at the little cafe. Yeah, that's one of the coolest shops in town. Definitely is. Series Natural Remedies offers New England's largest selection of CBD products for health and wellness. With over 60 brands, we represent all methods of CBD delivery, including extracts, capsules, edibles, vape, topical, body care, and beverage products infused with hemp. We bring together artisanal quality and science-based healing. Experience the healing benefits of CBD for people and pets. Visit us in Brattleboro or at our flagship store, 190 College Street, Burlington.
This is the Ear Spoon with Fish and Steve. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ear Spoon. Uh, we have a special guest with us. I'm Hooray. Fish. I'm Steve. And uh, joining us on the telephone uh, um, out there uh, stumping the state of Vermont, Christine Hallquist, who's our newest gubernatorial candidate for the Democratic Party. Hi, Christine. Hi. Thanks, Hi. thanks for having me. I'm I'm talking to you from Montpelier right now. Love that town. I was up there recently. It's a, it's about the cutest capital of any state in the world. I agree. Although there are states <laughs> right. mostly in the country. Yes. So, so uh, all right, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to lead in and, and say, we, we're going to do a relatively brief conversation with you, so so I don't want to go regurgitating and re-asking all the questions you could ask with great regularity, but there's a number of angles we're going to come at rather quickly for you. I want to talk a little bit about the state of Vermont and your wish to be the chief executive of the state of Vermont, so to speak. This is an executive position, not a legislating position. If you wouldn't mind talking about how you see the Democratic Party here in the state of Vermont currently going up against a, a sitting incumbent Republican governor, as we saw with Jim Douglas, as we've seen uh, in a number of instances throughout the recent history. Talk a little bit, if you would, about a Democrat coming against incumbency, which, as we, I think, all know in Vermont is quite a thing. Well, you know, uh, many people ask me about the historic uh, significance of this election, and I'm going to talk about why it's historic. Because you know we're going to be the first, uh, uh, we're going to be the first to beat a governor, uh, who an incumbent governor since 1962, and I'll tell you why. And I think you know certainly the stars are aligning right now for for the Democratic message. Um, you know when it comes to things like uh, a living wage, um, uh, Medicare for all, and ending homelessness, those aren't Democratic or or Republican issues. That's called being a civilized society. Yes. Um, and, you know, and people want a civilized society. I don't care which side you're from. And that, and that, and, and we're the ones talking about how to get there. Um, and I will tell you, you know, the, the data shows that the governor's going to lose. If you look at the past several months, his popularity has dropped 38 points. He's gone from the third most popular to the 13th most unpopular governor in the country. So it's pretty clear we're going to win this one. Wow! All right, those are some good numbers. You know, here here's a funny thing. I was um, as we were watching the primary numbers roll in, and about halfway through, about fifty percent of the precincts had reported. And you had three people you were running up against during in the primary, pulling votes away from you, and still outvoting uh, the incumbent. And and I and I get that it, just by sheer population, Democrats versus Republicans in the right. state of Vermont, that that's a little tips, uh, a little lopsided scale. And I looked at the numbers and I was actually, it was, I don't want to say I was shocked, but I was, I was duly impressed. And I've been out of the prediction business since the 2016 election, <laughs> but, uh, I really was, uh, I was, I was quite enamored with the numbers that you were pulling in. Yeah. Thank you. We were too. <laughs> I must tell you, we, we were hoping to eke out a win. We were certainly believing what the uh, politicos were telling us. You know, they said this was a ho-hum election. There'd be lower vote, lower voter turnout. They were predicting a 10% turnout of Democrats. The actual turnout was 23%. You know, and then, of course, um, you know, we won by such a wide margin. Uh, yeah. We were certainly all very happy on, a, on the primary night. Well, on that, then that which which uh, will bring me naturally to one of the questions: How does uh, the Hallquist campaign keep that level of intensity uh, burning straight through the November election? Well, I actually, you know, I've, I've talked to folks. You know, yesterday I was I was having dinner with some folks, 
and you know who are familiar with past campaigns, they said actually at this point in the, in the 2016 campaign they could feel the energy sagging. Mm-hmm. In our case, the energy continues to build. Um, you know, and, and I and I will tell you, I, I again, I you know, I recognize that the stars are aligned. I'm in the right place at the right time with the right message, probably the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people really uh, recognize that the direction we've had the past since 2000, November 9, 2016, is the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe maybe pe- people feel like I do. You know, which the reason. You know, I didn't feel like I, I felt like I wasn't paying enough attention to our democracy in 2016, and I'm and I'm certainly doing my penance now. Um, but you know, you know, I think uh, you're seeing all across the country, um, and, and including yesterday's election down in Boston. Yes. Um, you're seeing you're seeing the apple cart being turned over. You know? <laughs> we upset yeah. at the apple cart. Yeah. Right. Well, let me follow up on that, if you wouldn't mind, Christine. And again, we're talking with Christine Halquist, the Democratic candidate for governor here in Vermont. Uh, I'm curious to know, like, I believe we're seeing a sea change and we're seeing that uh, the shock of the trumping of the country in the form of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, other people, Danica Rome in Ohio and others, we're seeing changes in the demographics. It's not old white guys running for president, uh, running for office exclusively. Hasn't been. I mean, I want to be clear about that. But I I feel a demographic change with the likes of Ben Jealous in Maryland, with the likes of Stacey Abrams uh, in Georgia. Andrew Gillum in Florida, uh, Danica Rome, as I mentioned, and other people were breaking out of the old mold. And you, too, have received a lot of national attention. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what kind of wave that might provide you as you move towards November? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when I decided to run, um, I decided to run because on, on January 20th, 2018, I made my decision to run because, you know, the Muslim girls making change in here in Vermont talked about how they were facing bias every day you know so so my commitment was i don't want to live in a world um that's that's going the wrong direction in turn in terms of equal opportunity for all that's uh, and i didn't do any political calculations or do anything when i decided to run for governor and and i knew i didn't have uh, the political experience but but it turns out you know Literally thousands of people across the country have made the decision for the same reason I did, and I'm going to tell you that's why. That's why it, you know a generation from now people are going to look back and be proud of our democracy, because in the democracy we can overthrow our governments every couple of years, and we're going to do it because we don't like the direction that our state and our nation is taking. Yeah, yeah I can't. You know, I could not for one uh, agree with you more. Now, you you alluded to the fact that you had um, a lot of uh, attention. Um, it was uh, good attention, and, of course, there was some horrible attention um, that just, you know, comes from, uh, you know, the a, a certain segment of, of people that, well, wouldn't be voting for Christine Halquist regardless of, uh, of, of what you are. Just, just being because, a Democrat. Yeah, just being a Democrat some. was enough to, to damn you. How have you, um, ha- how have you overcome some of the more harsher critics that have been uh, – Saying that you know a Christine Halquist has no place in in government. Well, I will tell you, you just got to look at my resume. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, that's why. Anytime we finish a a, a uh, in fact, I just had a meeting. I tell people this all the time. Never believe what a politician tells you. <laughs> you know, right. I don't a, believe that. A politician, yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know. It, this is like a job interview, right? Right, right. Whenever you're, 
you know, what you always do is do the background and resume check. Mm. And, you know, when people do my background and resume check, they're going to see a history of courageous leadership. You know, and, and you know, I committed my life to solving climate change. So those aren't, that's not a small problem. Uh, so, mm. so the question you got to ask yourself is, what has this leader done to demonstrate leadership? Um, you know, I, I, I laugh because some people say to me, well, you haven't been in the legislature and all this. Yeah, but our Governor Scott's been in the, you know, in, in office for 18 years. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, obviously that's not a, sure, it'd be helpful. But that's not the only credential to demonstrate leadership, because obviously that's why I'm running is because obviously those 18 years in public service, including, you know, the several terms as lieutenant governor, didn't yeah. make him qualified. Yeah, pretty that, true. I, I would uh, I would agree with that assessment. And I think yeah. that, you know, I think that there is a certain level of comfort um, knowing that you have uh, run in some vein of government before. But then sometimes I think uh, maybe the things that you don't know are the, the things that will help you kind of push through. Amen to that. You know, so, so there, there's that. Let me shift a little bit with you, Christine, because I know we can't keep you too terribly long. But uh, you know, Vermont, to a lot of people in the country, is is a bellwether and or you know uh, kind of inspiration. And those who have uh, followed Bernie Sanders over the years and who feel Vermont is uh, a progressive mecca, um, th- there's a lot to be said for how how Vermont goes. So goes the country from slavery right down to uh, other things, including gun laws and so forth. What do you see as the ro- as your role potentially as the head of the the the, the executive CEO of Vermont as a uh, you're trying to move forward the Vermont brand, so to speak, into national politics, and what might we do uh, for the country as as leaders in, say, global warming and, and et cetera, and any, any other changes you might see on the horizon? Well, I, you know, I, I think Vermont, you know, has we've we've been a leader in civil rights all throughout our history. Mm-hmm. We've been a leader in environmental issues all throughout our history. You know, we're a small state. We represent two-tenths of one percent of the national population. We're an excellent sandbox for, for carrying out these great ideas. Um, we're, Vermont has been, and we will be again, a beacon of hope for the rest of the country. That's you know, nice. and, I, and I even think with the international press we've received, you know, we're, we, I might even go far, so far to say we can be a beacon of hope for the rest of the world. Uh, I like and, and it, that. And it, yeah. So, so secession is off the uh, off the, the table, then, right? We can't just become our own country at some point, right? <laughs> I'm not going to make any comment. On that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good move. Sorry, <laughs> that's a good move. Christine. Hardcore lefty here. I just you know got to throw that in here and there. So, you had mentioned some firsts, and um, I, a while back, I had uh, I had written a, a, um, a my column, and we were talking about firsts, and it was shortly after uh, you had won had won the primary and and in 1777 Vermont outlawed slavery long before anybody else did um, Vermonters gave us the penny <laughs> yay uh, you know the fishing lure sandpaper uh, the first postage stamp was printed right here in in um, in in Brattleboro Vermont Ida Mae Fuller was the first person issued a social security number and a social security check didn't know that yep and uh, and she's and also by the way only paid into the system. $24.74, and she lived to be 100 um, and they paid her $20,000, making her also the first person to ever actually successfully beat the government. Hey. Um, so, and, and your point? And my point is, and then Christine Halquist comes in as yeah. the first transgendered right. uh, person to win the seat. So, I mean, once again, and to just speak and not to 
overtalk Christine, but there again, leading the way. Yeah, already. And, and is that, do you feel that pressure at all, Christine? No, actually, it's not pressure at all. It's 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 just speaking to the truth of Vermont. You know, I you know when I transitioned from male to female on December second, two thousand fifteen, you know I was afraid I was going to lose my job and lose everything. But the truth was more important to me. Mm, yes. I, I transitioned, and Vermont welcomed me with open arms. Yeah, and it's no surprise that they continue to welcome me with open arms because that's what Vermont is. Yeah. You know, I talked to thousands of Vermonters. Only one asked me a question about being transgender. Yay. That's, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's Vermont. It so, really is. So if you don't mind me following up on that, I mean, hot in, in the front of my mind these days is the sad uh, story about Kia Morris out of Bennington having to withdraw. Um, despite the fact that we see ourselves as progressive, evolved, sophisticated Vermonters, as some of us do anyway, there's still a, a good hardcore streak of, of just straight-up bigotry and hatred um, I'm hoping that you don't encounter too much of that in your day-to-day, but can you speak a little bit to uh, how that, how the trumping of the country has affected Vermont and the political discourse? Yes, I, you know, that's the underbelly of Vermont and the underbelly of America. You know, I'm not going to be a Pollyanna and say we don't have, you know, I, I believe Vermont overall is a, a loving state, but, but I do hold, put that squarely on the administration in Washington. Mm. And I'm not going to just say Trump alone, because, that, you know, sure. Mike Pence was here over the weekend, and he's even worse. <laughs> yes, you know? he you is. Know, it, yeah. and, and Tom Cruise is much better. You know, you got this, whole, you you got this whole establishment that's yeah. totally going after division. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've enabled that hatred and bigotry to, to expose itself. You know, in late 2017, we started to avoid see white supremacist activity in Vermont. Mm. We hadn't seen that since 1983. And, uh, and it totally failed in 83, but it yeah. seems to have, have caught hold, and I hold that squarely on the administration of Washington. Yeah. And I hold that squarely on our governor for, for not, you know, taking the, the strong, you know, we need, a, we need a bold and courageous leader right now, not one that just, you know, more, we need more than just a nice guy governor. Right. No, I agree with you. I just we, we you know we're we, we we're in a day and age right now where we can't afford the, the bobblehead politician. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. Christine, yeah. we're going to run out of time. I know you got a million people to talk to throughout every single day. But anything you want to throw in at the end of this conversation, just to share with the, with our listeners? Yes, I'm. I'm here sitting here today at 62 years old. My philosophy in life has always been the same, and I'm going to say it: it's never let me down. Nothing is impossible when you're on the side of justice. <laughs> nice. Amen. No argument from either of us. No, not at all. Christine Halquist is the Democratic candidate for governor here in Vermont, and uh, and we wish you nothing but luck, and we sure do appreciate you taking the time. Yep, no problem. Right. Thank you, Christine. Thanks, Christine. So Have long. a great day. Good luck. More at the earspoon.com.